Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. And just today, we did the 259th episode got published. So we've been doing this for a while. And one of the things I love about the show is this, is uh, my highest value is learning cool stuff. And the best way to do that is to get bright people on the show. So we get to pick their brains and share their wisdom with the world. And today, we have Brian Morgan here from New York City. Brian, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. Uh, before we went on air, we were just talking about you know uh, newborns and uh, how it changes your life. And certainly that's one of the defining moments when people go from whatever house they have to the house they truly want. So now that you've gone through this experience, how does that change your uh, insights into people that are actually uh, getting bigger homes because they got kids? Uh, does it inform it in any different way? Yeah, well, I'm going through that right now. I mean, it's a constant discussion in my household. We're trying to figure out where we're going to live, you know, what um, community we're going to be in. Uh, are we going to stay in New York City? Are we going to leave New York City? If we're in New York City, what neighborhood are we going to be when we're in New York City? We have a good idea of where we're leaning and making these decisions, but they're still a long ways away. I mean, you know, we do definitely need more space. We're in a three bedroom on the Upper East Side, but it's a small three bedroom. And I, my wife just, buys tons of toys for our baby and oh, it yeah. takes up a lot of space. And I, and I always see my customers going through it, but you know, for, for almost 20 years and now I'm living it and it's different to live it than when you're the broker, <laughs> when you're the broker. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to figure it out. You know, it's a, it's a very interesting, I'm sure we're going to get a lot into this, into the, into the marketplace. Um, and all, there's all these factors that are uh, presenting themselves and, you know, it's like, I'm in my client's shoes for once. Oh, that is like uh, kind of uh, pretty amazing. Uh, it's one of my cousins. He had uh, he's a doctor, and uh, he ended up uh, talking to these women. They got kids that aren't behaving, and he's like, you know, hey, look after your kids and just make them take this medicine. And and as he's walking away, one woman whispers to the other woman, "Wait till you have your own kids, Mister." And he says he always remembers that because when he had his firstborn, it was like. You can't control these monsters. They have a life of their yeah. own. Yeah, you know, a lot of so the how- things that I used to that used to be like uh, judgmental. You know, we're all a little bit judgmental, but like used to think you know everything, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to sleep schedules and things like that. You're like, oh, sleep schedules. Who needs a sleep schedule? You can do without it. Like, you know, I used to th- people used to have to leave certain events we were at because of sleep schedules. And now I, I can't believe it. I'm living it. And I'm and now I have to tell my brothers that they have to understand the sleep schedule, but they don't understand. And it's like, we're going through this, you know, because they're single and, um, you know, they, they don't really get how it works. So I was them remembering how they were, how I was, and now they're me. So it's kind of funny how that whole thing is, is happening, but it's sleep schedule, I've learned very uh-huh. important. So Brian, how long have you been in real estate? I've been doing this, uh, I'm going on 18 years now. So I started in 2005. Uh, yeah, I started in 2005. Right. So it'll be 18 years uh, this this summer, yeah. 
So did you join a team initially to kind of get the hang of how things work? Uh, what was that introduction like into real estate? Yeah, you know, I didn't. Um, and it was definitely a mistake. Um, you know, listen, you live and learn in, in many aspects in life. But if I had to do all it all over again, I think my learning curve would have been so much quicker if I had joined a team. I kind of just wanted to do it on my own, figure it all out by myself. I wanted to just be it was me against the real estate world. And um you know, I realized years later how foolish that was, but that was my mindset going in. You know, I, I had a killer attitude. I wanted to come in here and, and take over and do everything. And uh, you can't do everything by yourself. And, you know, the learning curve, uh, you know, really gets cut if you, you know, learn from people with experience. So, you know, live and learn. Absolutely. Now, are you running a team, part of a team? Yeah. So I'm running a team. I've been running a team since 2009. Um, you know, people, uh, different people on the team now than we're on the team, uh, 2009. Mm -hmm. Most of the people who have been on my team have stayed around, but certain people have gone on to different careers. Other people have wanted to create their own teams. Uh, but most people that I've had on my team, usually they're either, uh, on my team for a very long time or they stay for a very short time. Um, jump off, which is a blessing or, 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 or vice versa, either way, you know, right. um, but you know, there's a certain, um, there are certain expectations I have when you're on my team and you know, if they're not willing to uh, meet those expectations and then it's not going to work. Um, I like to feel like, and I think most people that have been on my team, I, I do meet, I do do what I say um, and whatever I promise I'm going to act on. Uh, so I don't think I underperform in terms of expectations. Maybe they have other expectations, but as far as what I promise in an interview, I deliver on. And I think anybody that's been on my team knows that. Brilliant. So let's take a look at, uh, because, you know, being a realtor is one set of skills and being a team leader adds another dimension to it. So people that uh, are considering becoming team leaders, uh, like you said, when you first started, you made a mistake uh, not joining a team. But now, if you were advising somebody new that's starting a team, what would be the five pieces of advice you'd give them so they become, uh, build a good team? And you and I can share the responsibility. We'll go back yeah. and forth. Let's see if we can get seven together. I'll let you kick it off. What's the first piece of advice you'd give? I think, you know, as, a, as somebody who uh, is a leader of anything, you have to be willing to listen. I think that's it's a main component to be able to be a good leader is to understand where somebody else is coming from, because the dynamics of someone's personality or situation might be very different than, um, you know, what you, where you're coming from. And if you mm -hmm. can't listen, then you can't have an understanding of what that particular individual is experiencing. So I think that's number one, rather than always doing the talking, whereas leaders are expected to talk and, uh, you know, speak about how, what they believe and try to teach, you know, I think listening is underrated. And just to add to that, uh, a crucially important, uh, even as a realtor, if you don't listen properly to your clients, you're not going to find the house that they want quick enough. Uh, one of the ways to listen when you're not paying attention is to watch someone's lips move. Because sometimes we're thinking about lunch and dinner and what am I going to do, my baby. And if you just watch that person's mouth move, it just keeps you focused on that uh, conversation. And it's a good mental trick to do that. So I'll come up with number two. Number two is really get to know how each individual team member is motivated, whether it's an admin person or a realtor. And one of the ways to do that is to ask a simple question when they're not expecting it. And it's just, I'm going to ask you the question, Brian. When you went to school, you know, elementary school, high school, college, university, who's your favorite teacher and how did they get the best performance out of you? So who's that person for you, Brian? Oh, boy. I would have to say um, there was a teacher. I don't know that he got the 
best performance out of me because I wasn't ready to do what was necessary. But there was a guy named Mr. Hewlett who is a hardcore. So I, I think it's different for every personality. For my personality, I need someone who's very structured and very strict. Then I performed. Yeah. If I was if I was given any leash, I was I was taking advantage. I, I you showed you me an inch, wonder? I was taking a yard. Yeah. So I was gonna I was gonna do whatever I could to make jokes in class or make the class funny or you know just goof around. Um, the minute I knew I saw someone was very strict, I I was in line. Um, so I, the name that comes to mind is Mr. Hewlett. He was a social social studies teacher in eighth grade, and I was terrified of him. And I studied hard because I knew that I had to perform for him. I, I was afraid to do poorly in his class. Poorly. He caught someone and he caught someone cheating one time in class and exposed the whole thing in front of the class. He had all the ans he had the person in front of in front of that person write all of the answers wrong on purpose during the quiz. And when he got to the quiz he he gave all the wrong answers to that person in front of the class and humiliated him. Like this was a scary guy. Oh yeah, definitely. And so the reason I like that question is, uh, I've got somebody, Judy in the class and she's like, you know, uh, so-and-so was my favorite teacher. And what they did was they uh, told me exactly what needed to be done. And then they just let me go do it. And I could ask them questions and that got the best performance. And so people reveal how they want to be led. And if you ask them, how do you want to be led? It opens up a different filter and they give you a different answer. So sometimes just asking who's your favorite teacher, what do they do to get performance lets you know as a leader, how you need to lead that person. And so that's number two. So number one was listening. Number two was uh, figure out how they learn and are motivated. Number three goes to you, Brian. What's your third piece of advice to be a good leader? My third piece of, is to have um, goals, you know, to, to make sure that you have goals for people on your team. And that could be a yearly goal. That could be a weekly goal. It could be a monthly goal. Uh, and a goal doesn't necessarily mean achievement. A goal means something you say you're going to do and then execute on. So if you have all these ideas of things you want to do, let's say, you know, my goal is to go on, I want to do a lot of FISBOs, right? And I want to do, uh, I want to mm. get listings from FISBOs. Well, how many, how many FISBOs are you going to go on a week? How many a month? How many a year? So have a plan. I like to make sure that my team has a plan. I let them decide how they want to get business, and it's up to me to hold them accountable for that plan. Ah, oh, love that. And just for the uninitiated, a FISBO is? Oh, it's a for sale by owner. So some people that try to sell homes themselves often fail. Uh, the statistics are there that most of them fail. And realtors often go to listings and meet sellers and try to help them. And sometimes they help them without getting a listing and other times they don't. But you know, the idea is for realtors to try to help. Um, and sometimes people will sell it themselves. And that's great because now the realtor has a relationship with that person. And if that person likes you, then maybe they refer you a buyer or a seller in the future. So you, you know, you're not necessarily wow. wasting time just by meeting somebody and not getting the listing. Number four, which is for me, is very much you need to walk your talk and keep your word. Because one of the things a leader does is you lend your confidence in the person you're leading to them when they need it most. Because this is scary business. And when things are going not so well, sometimes people lose confidence and they can leverage the confidence the leader has in them. And one of the ways you build that confidence is keep your word, back people up no matter what, and uh, realize that... Uh, your well of confidence in them will be utilized. And once they actually utilize it, they get more confidence in themselves. And it just becomes, you just help the entire team be bolder, more confident, more driven. But it all starts with you. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I would add on that to say, you know, you want to make yourself available for mm. your team. You know, just because you're in, instilling confidence is very important, but the real way to show that you care and that you're in it with them is to make yourself available. So I'm an extremely busy broker. I could have 20 customers going on at a time. Um, I have mm. two assistants, um, you know, um, constantly networking and uh, figuring out ways to market myself better and, and, and also handling my customers. So there's a lot going on. So then I have a whole team I have to be responsible for. So it's up to me to say, if they have a problem, to say, even if I'm not available at that very second, okay, I'm not available now, but this is when I am available. And it should be that day or even that hour, maybe, even if it's just five right. minutes giving your time. Absolutely. It shouldn't be, oh, three days later, I can sit down with you because three days later is way, way too long. They need an answer now. And I might not be available at that second because I'm with a customer, but I am extremely motivated to make sure that the second I am available, I let them know. So I'm constantly, I will text them back right away and say, listen, I'm not available now, but I will, how's 30 minutes from now or two hours from now? That's the first second I'll have available. And I make sure I make myself available at that time. So showing that you're constantly there for them you know, it's not what Love you say, it. it's what you do. It's what you do. Uh, people react to what you do. Anybody can talk. Absolutely. And I put that down as number five. So number one was listen. Number two was uh, figure out how I teach you, motivated them. Number three was setting kick-ass amazing goals. Number four was mine. Keep your word and your confidence. And for you, be available. And uh, number six, number six, what you need to do is do an autopsy on every single deal that you do. So every deal that your agents do, what went well, if the deal went fabulously well, and how do we do that? Do we need to change the process to add that little trick you did so that everybody improves? And then the second thing is when things go wrong, do the autopsy without blame to really figure out what happened. And as we train people to, with iteration, we get better, that that just creates a culture of improvement and everybody is there to support everyone and everyone knows that it's okay to make a mistake as long as we learn from it. And it just allows you to just... uh a more highly functional team. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with all of that. And, you know, in going to maybe number seven would be um, kind of a mixture of compassion and tough love because the business is really hard. You know, there's a lot of rejection and people tend to get down and they also tend to go way, way up. So if you're excited, yep. you get a new, new big client and they're all excited, you know, that's, if that doesn't work out, it comes crashing really, really hard. Um, so you have to have you know compassion for the emotions that are involved in the business. At the same time, there needs to be tough love. So if somebody's saying, oh, I'm going to do this, that, and the other, and then they're not, you have to be able, at that point, I'm not going to have compassion for you. I might have compassion that you lose a deal or something went wrong. They couldn't get a mortgage or the person just changed their mind and didn't want to buy or you know, uh, somebody you know, maybe had an inter- uh, problem with their family. Um, those things I have compassion for because you can't control that stuff, right? But, you know, if somebody says that they're going to go on a certain amount of, I brought just the one example of Fizbo's up before, um, and then they yeah. don't, well, I'm going to give you tough love at that point. Like you made, you made a promise to yourself. You made a promise to me. Why didn't it happen? And if it, and if it continues to happen, you're not going to be on my team very long. Absolutely. I think uh, some people will really need that and they step into where they want to be. Uh, it was this company I was working with and the CEO of the company took this guy in and said, look, it's come to Jesus. We're firing you. You're just not working out. And the guy begged uh, for the second time for another 30 days and something inside him just switched and he just switched on awesomeness. But it took that come to Jesus conversation yeah. for him to uh, step up and then he became like a 
the number one producer in the entire company, but it wouldn't have happened yeah. unless wow. there was that uh, accountability and tough love. Is like, hey, you're not working out. You need to leave. I can appreciate that because anybody that's been on my team that hasn't worked out at all, I do have those come to Jesus moments where I do sit down with them. And listen, I like you. I want this to work because a lot of times the people that I bring in originally, I usually bring them in because I like them. Um, so I hate mm, to see where somebody has to go. Um, so I do have those like, listen, we've tried this. If you, if you can't do it this time, it's going to be the last time. And I hope that they are able to do what they say, but then when they fail again, then you know what? It has to end somewhere. And just, I'm too busy. And just for our Jewish brothers and sisters, uh, it's a come to Moses moment for you. Huh? Yeah. And I'm Jewish and I'm still saying Jesus. Jesus was a Jewish. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> he certainly was. So number eight, I think uh, training is essential. And it doesn't have to be like this big overarching thing. I think just small increments of, you know, how to be a better negotiator. Here's a tip to do that. Here is uh, a better communicator. Here's how to not cave in on, uh, you know, pressure to reduce your commission. And also get the agents themselves to teach each other. So once a week, somebody's teaching the group as well. So the leader's teaching, individual group members are teaching, and it just creates a culture of learning. And then, of course, bringing experts in that wear black t-shirts and look incredibly handsome is also a thing to do. Uh, so number nine for you, Brian, close this thing out with a high note. I think positivity is mm. something that, especially now... In an environment, I had a meeting with two of my agents yesterday, and things are really slow in New York. We just had the slowest November since 2008, 2009, and we had the slowest 2008 in over a decade. Uh, sorry, the slowest October since 2000 in, a, in over a decade. And, you know, obviously your agents get start getting a little scared because, you know, we don't get paid salaries. We work on commission, you know, completely. So people start to get a little bit nervous. And I think you got to, remain positive about things. I mean, listen, this is in the face of what we just had another another rate increase in, in the States. So it is. it does start to get nerve wracking, you know, uh, our deal's gonna happen, what's gonna happen. And, you know, I remind them of what happened in my career in 2008, 2009. So listen, it's a blip in New York City. People, the, the reason I got into this business are people always need someplace to live. You know, you're always gonna have work because you're not gonna get fired. You're with me, we're gonna work hard no matter what. We're gonna build our business. We're gonna use this as an opportunity and try to take something that's negative and make it into a positive. It's all about positive reinforcement. There's always something positive at the end of that rainbow if you just wanna see it. And that's that's Absolutely. You know, that's what leadership's about. You know, it is making sure that people, there's always something more to do that we can improve. You can be the worst football team in the NFL, and I guarantee you can go to practice and work on something that's gonna make you better that hopefully you'll get a win. And it's it's just where your baseline begins. So maybe the baseline needs to begin a bit, a bit lower. Okay, you got to start from somewhere. Let's be positive. And let's not and talk about all the negative the, things. Absolutely. And just to your example, you could be the best team in the NFL that ever lived. And your coach is going to point out an area you need to improve. And those teams go and look for that little small thing they can improve to be even better. So yeah, that's just one absolutely. of the things that great leaders do and winners do is they're always looking for that little edge to do better. So Brian, what brings you joy in your work? Helping people, um, you know, watching them get the uh, apartment that they really want, you know, signing that contract and being excited about it, not signing the contract and be like, ah, I don't know, should I do it? Like I want my customers and I tell them this when I meet them, if you're not running to sign that contract, then maybe you shouldn't be signing that contract. I want them to be overjoyed right. moving forward on a deal. If they're not, then... It gives me no joy, I, you know, it, 
it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not about getting deals. I'm about making the, these customers of mine happy and for word to get around that I'm the broker that, you know, looks out for them, not for me. You know, that no, them knowing them knowing that I am looking for I'm looking through the lens of them first is gives me so much joy. If they understand that when by the time they close, that's what gives me pleasure. Ah, I love that. And what's one mind hack you'd like to share with the listeners? Something you use a technique to be more productive, uh, more successful. What's that one mind hack you'd like to share? Um, I, I think I started meditating about seven, eight years ago, and I think mm -hmm. that's been really helpful for me. Um, uh, in a lot of different ways, and not being reactive in certain ways, um, and being focused more on the present moment, not worrying about uh, whether a deal is going to happen, not worrying about a deal that fell apart, or being angry at someone who did something that maybe wasn't so nice. You know, cut people. You learn a lot about people in this business, and not everybody is so nice. You know, people. You're not their friend necessarily, and you're not their brother or sister or cousin. You know, you're their realtor. They expect something from you. And if you're not delivering on that, even if it's a, just a perception and you are delivering, but they think you're not, um, that's tough to take because you know you're doing everything yeah. you can and they, they, they perceive it. That's very hard. And you could wrap yourself up in how I could have done things different and beat yourself up about it. It's good to learn. Like we talked about that before and like, okay, well, what did I do wrong? How can I improve? But there's sometimes that there's nothing you could do and you're beating yourself up about it and you're thinking about that deal you lost or you're thinking about that new buyer you get and you're thinking about, oh my God, I'm going to have this much money in my bank account after I do this big deal. When really like what mindfulness teaches you is we have to be focused in the moment and past, future, not going to help. We got to be talking about now. Absolutely. Always thinking about one of my now. favorite cards all happens here. Uh, one of my favorite cards, I saw this card. They've got a Dalai Lama-esque kind of guy. It's his birthday, and the other monks have gotten him a gift, and they've given him this uh, empty box. And the guy's opened it, and he goes, oh, my God, nothingness, what I always wanted. Yeah, well, that's, Brian, that's what it's about. You, you know, it's But people don't want to – it's just like anything. People don't want to take the time to do it. So every morning, I set aside 15 minutes to do it, and it's part of my day. Um, but it's hard, you know, like to get into that habit. It's a big commitment, just like the gym or just like anything else. But once you start doing it and you get in, in a mindset where you can't not do it, you'll always do it and you'll be better for it. So I recommend that Brilliant. highly to people. So Brian, I'm going to send you out a copy of uh, my uh, web app. It's uh, called Mindset Boosters and it uh, allows you to take charge of your mindset. So when you need more confidence, you got it. When you need to be focused mm -hmm. in the now, you got it. And I'm uh, creating a new track today, which is all about gratitude and presence like 10 minutes in the morning uh we'll be designing it today and releasing it i'll send you out a copy we'd love to hear your awesome. feedback all right brilliant Fantastic. thanks for being on the show really enjoyed the conversation and uh looking forward to our next my pleasure take care have a great weekend if you enjoyed this episode please go to itunes and leave a five-star rating and if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results.